0: To Bridgerton bitches. Today we're discussing chapter three of our book club. We're reading the book two of the Bridgerton series, The Viscount That Loved Me.
1: My name's Christina, and I'm Natalie. And I love chapter three. (laughs) I enjoy this chapter. Every chapter is just getting better and better, and I keep wanting to read ahead. I bet you have read ahead. I have read ahead. I knew it. You always do this. I have no self-control, it's a legit problem, but I made my predictions before reading ahead so I don't look like, I like I'm really good at predicting things.
0: You should tell the story of that time you got really into Fifty Shades of Grey
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, you were reading it in your lunch break. Do you remember when you went home from work,
1: what happened? I don't remember this.
0: So you were working in a school and you went home on your lunch break and you started reading Fifty Shades of Grey because you were obsessed with it. And then you ended up being like an hour late back to work.
1: Oh, my God. Because you got so carried
0: away. Do you remember?
1: That's what this reminds me of. Yeah, this rings a bell. It's hilarious. Wow. That's
0: That's what I'm worried about that. You know, I feel like it's a slippery slope. You can't be trusted.
1: This is how I lose my job, isn't it? Yep. How many chapters have you read ahead? Okay, the reason why I was late for this meeting is because I read chapter five. No, chapter four. Wow.
0: See, you could end up getting confused in a minute. You better not slip up and give I away won't. any spoilers.
1: I won't. I it's am a dangerous scared. game you're playing. I am scared. Dangerous game. Won. It is dangerous. Okay. Dangerous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well... <laughs> let's start would you like to set the scene and summarize i know you
1: like doing that okay so um i've noticed that all the chapters open with a little lady whistle down um passage very perceptive yes very obvious but very perceptive uh and then basically chapter three is basically kate and anthony talking and they're forced to dance with each other that's essentially what happens in chapter three chris would you agree with that yes
0: uh, Lady W
1: just says at the start, ooh, Anthony
0: Bridgerton dancing with Kate Sheffield last night or whatever, but mm-hmm. there's no surprise because everybody knows if you want to get with Edwina, you have to impress her older sister. So no one's implying there's any, you know, romance on the cards yet. Mm-hmm. So you're right. I think you asked me in the last episode what I was predicting, and I think we both thought that it would open up with Kate being at home or flustered, but we were incorrect
1: it yeah. continues with the dance, doesn't it? Yeah, which does make sense. They've The author has set up the dance. It would have been a bit weird, I guess, if she hadn't gone into it. So, yeah, we should have seen that coming.
0: Yeah, and it starts with Kate kind of analysing him. Mm. Um, and she says this quote, which surprised me, because I didn't really see Anthony in this way, but she describes him as, his manner was too cold, too mm. superior. Um were you surprised?
1: Because that's not how I see him at all. I didn't. But then when she said it, I was like, I kind of get that. He's very formal. And I do get the superior vibe of him. Like, he acts a little bit high and mighty with his family. And I do think he's got a bit of a superiority complex because his family are held in such high regard. Yeah, so I think I, I understand. Sorry. So I, I, I agreed with that when she said it. I was like, yeah, I can see that. I can see the superiority with the family, mm-hmm.
0: but I just don't see him as cold. If anything, I see him as quite charming. Yeah. Um, she, al- she also goes on to say that he's too handsome. God forbid he's too handsome. And he has handsome lips. However, he did not know how to smile. And I think that's her reading him well, being perceptive. And I think that's something we're going to see happening between them later yeah and I feel like that's a nod to him
1: being a little bit heartbroken exactly what I said she appraises him reluctantly and she concedes that he's handsome but that Mm -hmm. he does not know how to smile and that made me feel and I also said that that's very observant of him her and it gives us a bit it it's good because it shows that maybe they can see things in each other that may otherwise be missed by other people. But I did feel sad when she said that he didn't know how to smile because we as the reader know why that might be from the previous chapters, don't we?
0: Yeah, I think they're both very perceptive of each other Mm -hmm. and that's why it's like really, really, really witty exchanges between them right from the start.
1: So if we start with, what did you want to say? I just had a question because... Straight after that observation, Kate steps on his foot by accident. And Anthony's reaction is like, um, wow. Well, yeah, his, his reaction is quite playful. He says, mm-hmm. there's no need to maim me. And then she sort of leans into this by saying it was an accident. Um, and he says, why do I have difficulty believing you? And she says, um, because you know that if it had occurred to me to step on your foot on purpose, I would have done so. And then Anthony has a massive lull. Like the way it's described in the book, he like flings his head back and he's like a massive roar. And I was like, oh, OK, so why do you think the author had him react in that way when a few lines previously, Kate's observed that he doesn't look like he knows how to smile? Because... They're supposed to be hitting it
0: off, right? Um, it's all setting it up for he's never met. Is again, it's a trope. Sorry, hashtag trope. He's never met a woman like her. Woman that um, she's not interested in him. She's spicy. He likes it.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: that's just the beginning of this.
1: Um, oh, I wasn't sure if it was the author's way of trying to say that what Kate thinks she knows about the Duke, um, the Viscount isn't accurate so she thought she thought he doesn't know how to smile but within a couple of moments of meeting him he's like like pissing his like laughing really loudly i was like is that the author's way of trying to show that there's more depth to anthony than what kate than what kate sees
0: um i don't know i think it's that they're just a meeting of minds personally okay um anyway, so. He says to her, which she's not expecting, suppose you tell me why you hate me. And it's obviously very, um, you know, frank, isn't it? And she's taken aback by that. And she tries to um, kind of distract him and change the subject. And it doesn't really work. Mm. Um, Yeah. And she changes the subject and there's something else that happens here. So she says, oh, you know, people are staring at us. Mm. And he says, it's not often a man such as myself dances with a woman such as you. What did you think that meant?
1: Yeah, I actually wrote that quote down and then I was going to ask you, what do you think it means? So I my first thought is, is he saying that she's kind of beneath his royal handsomeness?
0: Well, I just think this is Anthony being really arrogant again because we said this in episode, uh, chapter two. He's super, super arrogant and he thinks that all women are going to fall in love with him. So I don't know what he means by this as in his, his, yeah, his title and his elevation in society. Or does he mean, I have no idea. I I mean, let's ask our listeners on
1: Facebook because I didn't understand that. I can only think of it in one way, which is, She's beneath him and everyone knows it.
0: But that's so rude. I know. Um, Or it could be a compliment. And he's saying, um, a man such as myself, you know, a handsome man of a good title, we all know that he loves himself, dances with a woman such as you, as in a beautiful, alluring... Confident woman, and the two of them together is a bit of a spectacle. Do you think it could he could mean that or no?
1: No, because in the book, everyone tells him about this spinster sister. Edwina's a beautiful one. No one really seems to compliment Kate on anything so to but me, he the- thinks
0: she's attractive,
1: doesn't she? doesn't he? He's but impressed what, by her, but what he says, the way he says it doesn't feel like it's a flattering comment. Mm-hmm. A woman such as you why not say a woman as delightful as you or I don't okay, know okay
0: let's let's ask our Facebook page and see what people think
1: okay I've highlighted um, it so we don't forget cool uh,
0: she is quite rude to him mm. and she says you are certainly not the first of Edwina's besotted idiots uh, tr- you know who tried to get into her good books I thought it was quite funny that she's basically referring to him as a besotted idiot Uh hmm um, and then they carry on this witty exchange. And what I really liked is she glances down at his feet and straight away, he says, I have very thick boots, Miss Sheffield, warning her, like, you can stand on my feet again if you wish, but it's not going to work. And she's really surprised by this because yeah. hes it's like he's reading her mind. And I feel like this happens quite often with them. Yeah. He's so good at reading her. And I wanted to ask you, whether he's just supposed to be very good at reading Kate's because they have this instant connection? Or do you think he's so used to um, trying to get with the women that he's just become very good at reading all women and he's learned to read body language and all those tiny
1: signs? What do you think? Oh, good question. He certainly seems to think he can handle women well, but she's so unlike anyone he's ever met. The only thing I was thinking is that does he recognize himself in her and he can sense that she's a little bit feisty he can see that she doesn't really like him she clearly didn't want to dance with him and maybe he's just being like a little bit tongue-in-cheek he suspects but he doesn't know but he suspects suspects what sorry he suspects that she wants to step on his toes because it's the only real power she has in the dance to show her displeasure okay Um, what about you what do you think I think
0: it's a mixture of both. I think um, it's supposed to highlight that these two are really, I don't know, from their first meeting, able to read each other very well because they're destined to be together. But also I do think at the end of the day, he is a master seducer. Mm -hmm. Like he's a rake. Um, He knows how to read a woman. That's what he does. He reads women and he gets them into bed. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's a
1: mix. I don't want it to be that he's a rake and that he can read women. I want him to be confused and startled by Kate, you know, like I don't want her to be easy to seduce for him. I want her to be confusing. Yeah, but it does become that, doesn't it? Mm, I think, well, in the
0: TV show anyway.
1: Yeah. And Um, then they have this thing where they have that nice chewing and furring about the boots when she looks down. Um, And when she later makes a comment about the boots he says you wound me and she says does that mean that your skin is not as thick as your boots and he says no no, it's not and I was like they're very quick aren't they
0: I didn't like that one I thought it was a little bit A bit Um,
1: a bit too um combative
0: I don't know like a bit cheesy like not I just didn't think it was a very good comeback um just before that though, I just wanted to say. So when they're talk when she he started by saying, um, why do you hate me? And he brings that so she distracts him with that whole conversation mm-hmm. and then he brings it back again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And she said, Um, I do not hate you. Um, I don't even know you. And that was in the TV show. Did you recognise that line?
1: No, I didn't. Where did she say that in the TV
0: show? I can't remember. I it's just I, I know she said it. Um, I, I it had a flashback. I mean, I, I could be wrong, but when I read that on the page, I had a flashback of when that
1: happened in the TV show because she looks really oh. confused, um, and I I thought that was interesting. And then he says something like, "Knowing someone isn't a prerequisite to hate them," which was sort mm. of suggesting that you can hate someone without not knowing them, which I thought was weird. I mean, well, is that like him saying you can hate the idea of someone without knowing them, but you don't know them so that like, you can think you hate someone based on what you've seen of them. But That's what I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You don't um, know what I mean. Do you? I don't,
0: no, no, I mean like, I just think it's a weird thing to say. And I, I think hate's a strong word. It's, is it not hard to hate someone who you've never even met?
1: Yeah but I liked how at the very start of this dance scene he's like why don't you like me and then they kind of have a really light and fluffy banter about boots and stepping on her toes blah 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 and then he insists again and I like that he brought it back round and he asks her again I like his direct and honest approach I think that's really hot. And it surprises her she's really surprised that he asks again. Because it's a very personal, outright thing mm. to ask someone, isn't it? And not a lot of people would want to have that conversation in the first place. So he's not... He's very brave to have that conversation.
0: All stubborn and persistent. Mm. Um. So she has a real issue, doesn't she? She's She admits that um, she just cannot seem to... She basically says... He could charm me. He could convince me that everything I've read about him is wrong, that he's not a rake. that he's not like that at all. And maybe it would have worked. But at the end of the day, I can't forgive him for comparing me to my sister. And she feels inferior, doesn't she? She said, I will never be comparable to my sister. I am average and unremarkable. And I was like, hmm, I think there's jealousy there, which I don't think
1: came across at all in the TV show. No, I don't, from what I've read so far, I don't think it comes across in the book. I don't think she's, I don't know if she's jealous. I think she's just stating her reality, which is that she does feel very average compared to her sister.
0: I think there is jealousy because later on, she
1: even says it.
0: She says, I don't consider myself jealous, but... And I just think that was weird I didn't because in the TV show it didn't feel at all That there was like competitiveness or jealousy Between them Not at all Um, So I just wondered if she did feel a bit inferior Um, And Anthony totally calls her out So she's saying My sister won't marry without my advice um, On who to pick And he basically throws that back at her And he's like how old are you? 21 And, And he's like you're an expert in the matter then I assume you've been married before I'm sure you're yeah she' you've been married before And she goes She basically says no You know I have not been married mm. And I'm like actually That's not something I even considered I didn't even question How silly it was For her to be a self-proclaimed Advisor to her sister When yeah. actually she's 21 She's never been in a relationship He's basically calling her out And saying what do you actually know about men
1: Yeah Although she does In the TV show, when we reviewed it, I think we were talking about how she had these really idealistic views of love that weren't actually realistic. Do you remember that?
0: Yeah. And I think her mum called her out before in episode one, when, um, but for basically not really knowing the world properly. Because, you know, she is a virgin. She doesn't understand men. She was talking about Anthony being a rake, remember? And um, her mum was like, well, you know, most men have actually slept around a lot and um, Kate blushes. So this is, again, actually challenging, hang on, Kate, you don't actually
1: know anything about men. But then she comes back and kind of defends herself a little bit. And doesn't she say, you're not the sort of man I would wish my sister to marry? Um, her manner was direct and her intelligent brown eyes never left his you are a rake you are a rogue you are in fact notorious for being both I would not allow my sister within 10 feet of you Which so you, mm. you don't need to have been married or dated a lot I think to have that perspective so I think that's quite a yeah, fair reason I think she's
0: right yeah um, and then his response to this was I thought very flirty So he basically, he breathes against her cheek. He gets really close to her. Mm. And he basically says, um, I like a challenge and you have offered me a perfect challenge, something along that lines. And I read that as a double meaning. Okay. Oh, he says, you have issued me a challenge. Um, It's a double meaning for me. Okay. So for him, it means you're challenging me that I can't get with your sister because you'll stop me challenge accepted i'm going to get her which makes yeah. kate angry but from a um hindsight for the reader it's it could also mean a double challenge is in i'm taking you on yeah that's how i'm reading it as in you're a challenge because you you are trying to repel me so much and i'm not used to women doing that so I definitely think there's like a double kind of meaning going on in this conversation.
1: But he doesn't see that yet, does he? He's Not a yet,
0: no. But in my mind, it's almost like a subconscious desire Yeah. that he's not even aware of yet.
1: What did you think of that scene where he leans into her and he says that?
0: I thought it was really flirty.
1: I and that surprised me. It is, yeah, flirty. Anything else about it? um
0: what are you thinking I don't know
1: I didn't like it no because I felt like he was being a rake and he's basically saying I've just heard you say that you want the best for your sister you want a guy that isn't a rake Mm. he doesn't acknowledge that and he just says this is a game to me you have your sister's become more appetizing because she's a challenge that's really demeaning oh uh, that is gross yeah that's you're really right. demeaning and now it's almost like she confided in him she gave him an honest answer um which basically comes from the fact that she wants to protect her sister and what's the best for her sister and he's just turned around and not denied anything that she said not tried to prove that he is actually reformed but instead saying game on bitch I'm after you and I'm after your sister And I was like what the hell I don't like that Anthony
0: Well I thought what Kate did next Was really childish and petulant But maybe it's deserved So in response to that Which you're right She obviously finds very rude She literally just stamps on his foot And he squeaks or squeals And she said it was a very unrakish response And I was a bit like Are you literally three years old I'm a little bit embarrassed That you just what hoiked up your skirt and stamped down on his foot in the middle of a ballroom like a like a three year old
1: what would you have liked her to have done? I would have instead. liked to say
0: something intelligent and witty and confident uh not do that, and i just I find it really unbelievable that yeah. that would happen.
1: I agree. I think I would have liked her to have said something like to have leaned towards him and said. Game on, it's not happening,
0: yeah. That would be
1: awesome, yeah. Like, and met him as an equal rather than like what you've said, petulant child stamp. Really, that's all you've got,
0: or um, yeah, something else, but not that. And I thought that was a bit embarrassing. Mm, I Um, agree, yeah.
1: And especially because they're clearly both very intelligent and witty, I think. She could have met him at their level,
0: because basically that's like saying I don't have a good enough response or intellect, so I'm just going to stamp on your foot, like mm. kind of lame. So-, so, oh, jinx padlock. So the next, you're talking about that you want to go on to the next scene now where she's at home. And this is where I got the jealousy vibe again, Okay, of her sister. So the house is full of flowers from all of Edwina's suitors. There's bunches of flowers everywhere. And um, she's looking at all the flowers and she's talking out loud. There's some language she uses, by the way, that I don't love because it felt very modern. So within this scene, okay, she says, this is so wrong to me. I might be being picky. She's basically saying that um, a lot of the flowers cause Edwina to sneeze. um, So she gets to keep the flowers. And she says out loud to the flowers, You will look smashing on my dressing table. And I was like, Smashing? That's such a strange, like, if anything, like a 1920s, 30s word in my mind. Mm. Smashing is not a Regency word. I thought it was really weird. Yeah. And then the other one she says, is later like a little bit later on blast it i've never watched mm. a costume drama where one of the ladies goes blast it yeah and i was like oh i didn't like it i think language is really important in costume dramas and it can throw blast. you a little bit it's a bit jarring do you think the author is american I, i'm i'm am wondering actually because words it does seem like-, like quite
1: an american word blast to me feels like what an american thinks british people say a little while ago like do you remember yeah. when we watched lost in austin land and the one of the characters is an, an american lady who comes to the uk and she keeps saying blast it or she goes tally ho yeah. It's not
0: lost in Astonland, it's just Austenland. You you're thinking of lost in Austin. Oh. Um Austenland. Yeah, she keeps going tally ho. Yeah. In a really bad accent. That's
1: what and it's reminding me of. I've just googled it. So it's a synonym for wonderful. So I think wonderful would have would have worked better, but it's, it's a smashing. First, yeah. Um but the word smashing first appeared in early 20th century USA.
0: I was right. I said 20s, yeah. 30s, or was it? yeah.
1: Yeah, so hundred percent. That's why. And what about
0: feel right? Blast it! I will have a look. So um... I will keep talking as you're looking that up because I'm really intrigued mm-hmm. now. So, um, she's talking out loud to the flowers, and then all of a sudden she hears a voice say, "Do you always talk to flowers?" Oh, and she okay. turns around, and it's Anthony Bridgerton. And she's like, oh, my God, what are you doing here? And he's clearly there uh, because he's bought some, well, he wants to see Edwina. And she's basically like, how did you get into the house? Uh, and they basically, they, re- they realise that the mother, Mary, has let the butler know that if Anthony Bridgeton comes, he should be let in. And when Kate says this to Anthony, he notices, which I noticed in the last episode, that she does not call her mother mother, she calls her Mary. And he says to her, you call your mother by her given name. And he's surprised by this. And she opens up to him, doesn't she? She she explains, Oh, well, she's not my mum, she's my stepmum. And she basically opens up to him a little bit too much and she stops herself. She realizes what she's doing. Hmm. Um again, it's almost like she doesn't want to fall into the trap of getting on with him, but for somehow she is.
1: Hmm. Yeah. What did you think of that? I'm thinking that I can't find blast it (laughs) in terms of etymology but um okay so sorry about that um I just I've got a few things to say um about this opening scene so when you describe the scene where Kate gets to have all of Edwina's flowers because Edwina has allergies what was it about that that made you feel like Kate is jealous of Edwina? So
0: I thought I wrote it down. So I'm going to have to do it from memory because I can't see it. Basically, she says something like she wants flowers from someone. So she's saying um, Edwina always gets flowers. She never gets any because, of course, they're all trying to call Edwina. And she makes a comment where she says um, she would like for once to have someone give her flowers. And that's mm. when I think she mentions the word jealous. She says, I'm not a jealous, per- I'm I'm not jealous, but, and that's, that's I think that's, a, I don't know, I think that's another hint there.
1: So, I think we should keep an eye out in case she starts getting a bit of a jelly baby. So I'm not jealous, but I would like it if someone got me some flowers. Yes. I don't think that's jealousy of Edwina. I just think she would like it if someone paid her attention. I'm not but getting also, the
0: gym. There was a bit of, not spite, but when she was like, oh, well, all the flowers make Edwina sneeze anyway, so I get to
1: keep them all, and she puts them in her room. Yeah, when she said, I get to keep them all, I thought that felt a little bit weird. That gave me a certain vibe. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay, there is a something, there's something there. Um, yeah because she could have said something like my one consolation prize is um because of edwina's allergies i get to enjoy their beautiful flowers rather than you know them getting thrown away she mm. could have said something like that but you're right the phrasing it's like oh it's a seed there's a seed of jealousy i'm telling happening you now
0: here. that seed is going to grow into a massive weed and we're going to see it in the following chapters okay that's my prediction
1: massive weed and then my other question is what the hell is Anthony doing outside of her bedroom why isn't he in the drawing room
0: I don't think they are in the bedroom yeah
1: they are really yeah so she's in her bedroom she's arranging the flowers in her bedroom Oh, really and then he says uh hang on let me find it he says oh hello and she turns around here we go so here we go it says here um She's in her bedroom arranging the flowers. She says, I think you belong right on my bedstand." Oh, hang on. She's, she's just in the lounge. She's talking to the
0: flowers, yeah. And she's saying, you would look smashing on my dressing table.
1: Oh, okay. I assumed. To them? I get you. So I get you.
0: What, what I really, sorry, go on.
1: And my other question is, when he is overhearing her talking to her flowers, what do you think is going through his mind? Nothing. I don't know. See, I was getting old spinster vibes talking to her cat because she's lonely, have oh. got no one else to talk to. Do you not think you'd be see. thinking, oh, God, she's lost the plot or she needs to get out a little bit more?
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, no, I thought it was more cute, if anything, but maybe it's because I'm a crazy cat lady and I talk to things. Hmm. Um, well, what I really liked is, obviously, we all know as the reader that she wants her own flowers. And again, Anthony has this uncanny knack of mm. being able to read her mind because the next thing he does is he presents three bouquets of little pink roses mm. and he says one for Edwina, one for Mary and dot, dot, dot. She realizes that there's a bouquet for her and she's really touched by it and he gives it to her and she's really like, I thank you, I really appreciate it. And it's like, yeah, he's touched another nerve with her. Yeah. And, and what's he just says, oh, you know, I I bought them because one of the suitors did that to my sister and my mother was really happy about it. Mm-hmm. Um and then he, she says, oh, well, what happened to that suitor? And she was like, he married my sister. So he kind of ruined it a little bit yeah. at the end.
1: Because it feels like it wasn't done out of genuine caring. He's doing it because he just wants to get Edwina's hand. Like, oh, okay, he's playing the game. Mm-hmm. But what's weird is out of all of the flowers that he held at the start, Kate notices the little pink roses that she describes as like perfect little buds and says they were the ones that she would have picked for herself. And that's the bunch he gives to her. Oh, I didn't notice that. I just assumed they were all the same. Nice spot. But they might have been all the same, but it's still flowers that she's saying that she would have picked for herself.
0: That's a really nice spot so that's another example so when he says oh you know the suitor married uh my sister because he's bringing it back to the whole challenge again Mm. um she says to him you do have a knack for saying the wrong thing yeah and then he replies which I liked only where you're concerned um Miss Sharma my dear Miss Sharma Mm. other women hang on my every word and I was like oh
1: again she's supposed to be different Yeah. And also, dear Miss Sharma. What the hell?
0: That's escalating. Yeah. My dear Miss Sharma. Yeah. I thought escalation big
1: time. Yeah. And then they start, they have that back and forth, don't they? Mm -hmm. And then she asks if he wants to leave a note for Edwina. And it's quite funny because he insinuates that he can't really trust her uh, to leave a note because he doesn't trust the message would get conveyed 100% accurately. Um, and she gets quite angry by that, actually. Like it's an affront to her honour. Well,
0: she seems really angry and she's shaking with anger. And I was like, whoa, calm
1: down. Why are you overreacting? Did you feel that yeah, way? I did. She's like shaking with rage. And I was like, wow, really? What, what's the deal? It's Such just a joke. Don't be so serious. Um, and, then, and then he says something like, oh, I can't help myself. What can I say? You do something to me, Miss Sheffield.
0: He says that. Yeah. I totally miss
1: that. Yeah. Um, he says, I can't help myself. He grinned roguishly and held up his hands in a helpless manner. What can I say? You do something to me, Miss Sheffield. No, he's playing her. Yeah. Play her. Whether he, well, whether he knows it or not. Um, and then they move into a different room. And Anthony points out that there's a musical instrument or a case and asks what it is. And, and Kate says it's a flute. And he asked, do you play? She says, I'm learning. And then they could, they change the conversation. So I have a theory as to why the flute was included in this chapter. But what do you think it's about? Um,
0: Sorry, I think we've missed something that I've made a note on, or I think it's already happened. I think when he smiles at her, all of a sudden her legs go wobbly and she feels faint and she has to sit down. Is that why they moved into the room with the flute?
1: Maybe yeah I didn't like that because I was like oh I, it's too soon for you I, I to be rolled. swooning So I think that's yes. really why I ignored it Firstly
0: and- who swoons when a guy smiles at them I thought that was really lame Yeah. Kate's supposed to be confident and not supposed to fall for his charm So I was a little bit disappointed when they said that
1: Yeah same um,
0: But yeah sorry you were saying uh, why they included the flute why is that
1: Why do you think it is
0: I didn't even notice, it, to be honest. I thought was I just skimmed that bit because I was like, "How is this relevant?" So I, I have nothing.
1: The only thing I can think of, and forgive me if this is a little bit inappropriate, is that a flute resembles a penis.
0: I had a feeling this is where this was
1: going. Yeah. And to. I'm um, too, and then I'm thinking: Are we? Is it supposed to get him thinking about how she's going to hold a flute close to her lip? She's going to touch it like you would a penis, she's fingering it like you would a penis. I don't know. <laughs> Not yeah, that you would finger I a penis would like a quite flute
0: like that. Um, <laughs> if if he was like Miss Sharma, I, I beg of you to play your flute for me.
1: Yeah. And she's
0: she's like like licking her lips and putting the flute to her mouth, and he's like getting all hot and sweaty under the collar yeah
1: something. why can't men swoon i want to see a man oh, swoon yeah. for yeah it's once. his turn to swoon girls don't swoon this is our new quote girls don't swoon hashtag we should yeah. get them printed out on t-shirts nice. um i want men to swoon so then they move really quickly on from that penis imagery um and I also noticed that as they are waiting for Edwina to return from her horse riding trip with Lord Barbrook, he
0: okay, calls- before you move on. Uh, I have a question. Notice- but did you notice the Nigel Burbrook thing quite a big deal? I
1: did. I was going to come on to that afterwards oh, okay. though. Because before that, he keeps calling Edwina, Edwina. And I'm confused. Why would he do that? Because uh, yeah, that's be a big saying, deal. Miss uh, Sheffield. So normally you would need someone's permission to give you their first name. And it's a really intimate thing to do.
0: Okay. Basically, the author has massively fudged up there. You've spotted that because we know that from book one, when Mm -hmm. um, Daphne and Simon were like, call me Daphne, call me Simon. And they're Mm -hmm. they're losing their shit. You've called that. Well done. Mm -hmm. I don't get it.
1: A little bit. Yeah, a little bit.
0: Yeah, she's wrong.
1: Anyway, you're totally right. Let's move on to So then we find out that Edwina is with Lord Barbrook and he's the baddie from season one. So they've kind of, had they taken Lord Barbrook as a love romance for Edwina? But then in in the TV series, they used him as a love romance for Daphne instead. Uh,
0: Well, we haven't read the first book, so I guess we don't know, but. We know Nigel Burbrook is a complete a-hole. Mm. And um, I think maybe this is supposed to get it backs up. Anthony's point. Kate doesn't know what the fudge she's doing when it comes to men because Nigel Burbrook is a horrible guy and she's just let her sister go out on a ride with him. Also, he's described as being quite unattractive. So why on earth Edwina is going out for a carriage ride? Is she just purely after the money? Again, which we talked about in the last episode. Is it just about the money for them and the title? No. Because he's a
1: complete a-hole. Okay, but they don't know he's an a-hole. And they're not so shallow that they're not going to entertain uh, a gentleman just because he may not be the most attractive man in the world. So your prediction is that Lord Barbrook is going to be an a-hole like he was in season one. Is that your prediction?
0: Well, can a leopard can't change his spots. We know he's an arsehole.
1: Well, we know in the TV series he was presented as an arsehole, but we don't know what he's going to be like in the book.
0: I suppose so, which is probably why we should have read book one, like I suggested. True, but um, Anthony is saying he's an a-hole, and I'm just, I'm just assuming that Anthony is is reiterating the storyline from book one.
1: I don't think Anthony's calling him an a-hole. I think he's just saying that he's not very, he's a bit witless, if that's a word. Well, he's got more hair um, than wit, and he's going bold. So yeah, that's but that's all...
0: because he can't outright slag off this guy because it, obviously in those days they're still a little bit polite. But I think he, reading between the lines. Mm. he is hinting um yeah the man has more hair yeah he says the man has more hair than wit a great deal more but he's going bold she couldn't resist pointing out he grimaced and if that doesn't prove my point I don't know what will so
1: Um, yeah so I think you know one prediction could be he turns out to be a baddie or another prediction could be we don't know what's going to happen with Lord Bybrook is he going to be a legitimate threat We don't know Um, So Kate suddenly Realises that she's Unchaperoned And asks Mary To join them And rings a bell The dog um, What's he called Weston or Winston
0: What's really important To to point out here Is it gets really Really awkward Between them For some reason The atmosphere changes And Kate suddenly Realises they're alone And unchaperoned And she starts acting Really weird And she's worried About awkward silences And she keeps repeating To Anthony She's home soon She's home soon And he starts He's super super relaxed And he doesn't care
1: no, he does care because he says he suddenly when she verbalizes that they've been unchaperoned, he says suddenly the thought of him being trapped into marriage with this elder um, sister gave him like a coldness. And then he starts to be like, yes, get get married.
0: Yeah, but she describes him as as she's getting more and more awkward and uncomfortable with the silences and stuff. Anthony Bridgerton is laid back on the sofa looking relaxed and it annoys her.
1: Okay. And it's true then. Um, They are sitting and they keep saying about how Edwina will be back soon. And then the dog walks in. Can I just ask you why you think her demeanor just suddenly changed, and she became
0: really like nervous and awkward with him to the point where he was like finishing her sentences and kind
1: of finding it amusing? Um I think it's because I think it's because she she basically Anthony says um about Mr. Badbrook, um he's a nice fellow, I'll grant you that, but not someone you'd want building your boat." Where you stranded on a desert island? And then <sighs> Kate had that strange unwelcome image of the Viscount stranded on desert island, skin kissed by the sun. So she's basically getting aroused. Oh, and then Anthony yeah. notices and she's, oh, it's hot in here, isn't it? And he's like, no, not really. And then it says that she gazes longingly out the door. I wonder where Mary is. And then she said, it's unlikely to leave me unchaperoned for so long. And I think she puts together... The image of Anthony being naked and her being turned nice. on, Mary not being there to chaperone her, and it almost sort of like reminds her that at the end of the day, regardless of what he might see in her, they are a man and a woman together. So interesting because
0: in the TV, TV series, we see Kate really disliking him for much longer. Yeah. It feels like in the book, she starts to feel attracted to him in
1: chapter three, yeah. the second time she's met him. Yeah, interesting. It's, it's really soon. And what I wasn't sure how I felt about this, but he says unchaperoned. Sorry, yeah. the ramifications were frightening. Anthony had a sudden vision of, him, of himself being trapped into marriage with Miss Sheffield the Elder and it made him break out in a cold sweat. Kate was so unlike any debutante that he'd, he'd ever met that he'd quite forgotten that they'd even needed a chaperone. And then he says, perhaps she's not aware I'm here, he said quickly. So I think his anxiety then, his body language would have changed. And then she would have been feeding off that as well, because they are very aware of each other. And what I like about
0: this is he didn't go, oh, you know, she's the spinster sister. There's no reason. You know, that's why I forgot we shouldn't be unchaperoned. Mm -hmm. He could have thought that, which is what he was thinking earlier on at the ball. Like, oh, it's some spinster sister. What he's thinking is, oh, wow, she's unlike... Anyone I've ever met before, I forgot. And I like that. But
1: then he said he'd quite forgotten that they'd even needed a chaperone. Is that because normally when he felt like he needed a chaperone, it was because the women he's with, they were very demure and he sees them as very innocent and need to be looked after and like potential wives. But with her, they're like equals, like they're sparring with each other.
0: Yeah, and I think he's finding her distracting and stimulating Mm -hmm. and interesting that he's actually forgot He's probably even forgot why he's even there, maybe Yeah,
1: maybe quite a nice thought I like that you said that I like that you Mm -hmm. said that And then they, when that happens He says that he's going to wait for Edwina And Kate says, oh, but she might be hours." And he says, an hour at most, I'm sure And besides, he cut himself off Noting the arrival of a maid in the doorway What do you think he was going to say? Oh, I didn't even notice that I was thinking, I and besides, just... I'm sure I can enjoy your good company until then. That... Oh, yeah. He's so
0: used to flirting, like turning it on like a tap, isn't he? Yeah.
1: I don't think yeah. he even realises he's doing it. And then um, Kate basically keeps saying, I'm sure Mary will be down any moment. um, And he just sort yeah. of smiles. And he looked, like you said, sorry, I was wrong. He does look relaxed and comfortable. Yeah. Which is weird because his attention has just been drawn to the fact that they're on their own and that she does need to be chaperoned. And yet he doesn't look outwardly very stressed by it.
0: He is amused that she is unsettled because I think she's come across so confident and cocksure throughout their whole meeting. And all of a sudden she's like really uncertain and um, he is finding it amusing because it says here, an awkward silence fell across the room. Kate offered him a tight smile. He just raised a brow in return. So why should she sure... do that? And then she says, I'm sure she'll be here. And then any minute now, he finished for her, sounding heartily amused. Okay. He likes to see her squirm because it's almost like when someone's so, um, what's the word? Confident all the time. And then you see them kind of completely... A throne. it's it's amusing for him yeah
1: and I suppose she gave him a tight smile well she probably hasn't smiled at him once since they met and now when she does smile it's tight and awkward and uncomfortable Yeah. and so when he raises a brow in my mind you do that when you're like questioning someone as in like what are you doing or
0: teasing them like he's like yeah, yeah. like you seem a bit nervous it's funny yeah. that he doesn't He's not confused as to why her demeanors changed, though. He doesn't say, oh, actually, no, you're right, because when she gets all flustered and he was like, she didn't look well, so he doesn't realise what's going no. on with her.
1: Well, he might do now, but at the at that moment when she first said that she was hot, he seemed confused. But now he knows that she's worried about, you know, being unchaperoned and waiting for Mary to come. Maybe he's cottoned on to something there. Um Yeah. And then and then Newton busts into the room, doesn't he? Like a little whirlwind. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, that's really sweet. Because he's
0: expecting like this bloody mastiff or something because yeah. he hears a shriek from Mary. And he's like, oh my God, what dog is this? Yeah. And then little Newton like waddles into the room his little
1: belly's touching the floor. And he's like, what? He's so cute. And again, this feeds into this idea of like, almost like Pride and Prejudice like first impressions the dog isn't what he thought it was going to be Kate isn't what he thought she was going to be he isn't what she thought do you know what I mean it's it's that sense of misunderstanding Mm. each other even down to Newton the little dog but it's weird because he says he says good day dog he said family which I thought was quite Cute. cute very cute but the ending of this chapter I was like what that's not a real ending yeah do you want to read it Okay, so Anthony froze with surprise This was the fearsome creature from the hall Good day dog, he said family The dog stopped in its tracks Sat right down and Smiled Question mark Question mark, yeah And I was like, I don't Don't, I can't imagine The dog smiling and why Yeah, what's going
0: on I suppose some like the corgis Do look like they're kind of smiling, don't they
1: I don't know. But what are
0: we saying here that Newton has accepted Anthony? If I'm going to be honest, in the TV show I didn't understand the whole thing with the dog. I didn't understand what it added to her character.
1: Mm. I think it's more of um it is more to connect and unite them, wasn't it? Mm. Like in the TV series the dog she says, oh, the dog has very good judge of character. And the dog is like, don't like you. It was quite funny for co- comedic humor. Mm-hmm. And then the second time is when they realize they fancy each other in the TV show. And everyone's talking about how they need to arrange a ball and they, they can't be looking at each other. And Newton comes along and kind of runs up to Auntie, like and accepts him. So in a very small way, I think he represents. I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? Why, mm. have them, why have them at all in the TV show, actually?
0: Yeah, I didn't get it. It was almost like the bunny in Persuasion.
1: Mm.
0: It's too soon <laughs> to talk about Persuasion. It's too soon. And that's
1: the end of the chapter. Did you have anything else you'd like to add? Just predictions. What do you think is going to happen in chapter four? Um, uh, mm-hmm. I said Edwina comes back from her horse ride with... Lord Burbrook Um, And I thought maybe Does Anthony end up Sort of ignoring Edwina And talking more to Kate So Edwina feels like She's sort of watching them talking Um, Always I said it always is too soon For that to happen I
0: think He has to Work his charms on Edwina So I think that's Will be the next chapter And Kate will just be Slowly getting more and more Pissed off Mm. And then I think Yeah, he has to work on Arduino first because they have to evolve that relationship to the point they get engaged. And uh, Kate will be the the watcher, the viewer, I think. Yeah. Maybe she'll keep having fantasies about Anthony. Maybe she'll have a bath um, with her little lily soap and she'll have some alone time in the bath thinking about Anthony on a desert island. For me, chapter
1: four, that's way too soon.
0: She's already getting hot and blasted fantasizing about him. So I think oh, this is the next logical step in no. my mind. Rubber dub dub
1: in the Ooh, tub. I'll never look at soap the same way again. I just want it to happen, but not in chapter four. I feel like I don't, I really want them to put off her fantasizing and fancying Anthony for as long as possible.
0: I'm surprised how soon it was to me in chapter three, second time she's met the guy. First time she's alone with him She's already thinking about it And I was like "All right, love
1: Calm down She just needs to get some That's her problem Yeah I don't want her to be easily seduced Um...
0: By the way um, We should tell listeners that We had an idea for an episode Where we review the fan fiction We found a fan fiction didn't we Mm -hmm. Or someone sent us one on Reddit I think it was at Shelley Lou Mm -hmm. And we were going to review Some of the writings people did So if you guys think that's a good idea And you want us to do that Let us know
1: cool excellent so we will finish up there and we will be back with chapter four and just a reminder
0: please click the link in our bio uh if you want to support us with hosting fees uh and remember the quiz actually this might come out like the day before the quiz it's not too late if this is the day before the quiz uh
1: please join us for a bridgerton quiz Yes, and share our podcast with any other Regency-loving fans. Fans, the people, not fans, the objects that you use to keep yourself cool. Nice. Okay, well, thanks for listening.